Perak Zion Mishnah Mishnah begins when is pruning in his vineyard. He's going around uprooting some of the vines because they're growing too close to each other, and you know that state would impede the vines from reaching their potential. The Mishnah rules Kashem who made the betoch shaloh. Cain who made the Michelle Aniam, just as he of course can uproot the vines that have clusters that he will ultimately keep, may also uproot vines even if they contain some Olelos clusters that are left for the poor. And this is not considered infringing on what the poor are entitled to, for this Tana argues that the halachic assessment of a vineyard that contains some clusters that are Olelos that are left for the poor is that that is a kind of partnership. You view it as if the poor are partners with him in this vineyard. And thus, since if one literally had a partner in a vineyard, he would be permitted to go and prune the vineyard, uproot some of the vines in a normal fashion, in order to improve the vineyard overall. He wouldn't need to specifically ask his partner before doing that. So too here, if in the course of pruning will end up uprooting some vines that have olelos clusters, that's not a problem. These are the words of Rabbi Yehuda. However, Rabbi Meir Omer, V'shalohu rashai ve'eno rashai v'shalaniyam. While he of course could uproot vines that do not have any olelos on them, he may not uproot vines with olelos clusters on them. From Rabbi Meir's understanding, we have to treat this situation as if he sold the Alelos clusters to the poor, and thus, you know, since if one literally sold a portion of his vineyard, there would be no standing permission for him to go in there and start uprooting vines. He would need that person's specific permission. So too, the owner here has no permission to uproot any of the Alelos clusters, and of course, there's no specific person to ask permission of if they simply cannot uproot any of the vines with the Alelos clusters on them in the course of his pruning.